This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. church and uh it's a four-part series you know jesus uh uh the favorite subject of jesus is the church everyone say his church, his church. amen now say my church. my church see together uh, uh we love the thing that he loves amen and uh, he loves his church he purchased purchased the church with his very life it is the only thing that he said he would build. Now, this is important to our lives. The term he used means to purchase, to design. One translation says furnish completely, build, and maintain. Jesus made no such promise or commitment to any other thing on earth. Only the church is his life's work and his greatest achievement. Uh, what is God doing uh, in the earth? The church. Everyone say, His church, His church. and my church. Yeah. Amen. It is what God is doing. When the Bible speaks of the church, it always means, and we should have a biblical understanding, a biblical knowledge base, and a biblical understanding uh, of the church, as that's how God. Uh, perceive how God uh, perceives the church or his perspective of the church because the world tries to define us as the church but God has defined us in his word and whose report are we going to believe? God's report, amen so it's important to have a biblical understanding of the church when the Bible speaks of the church it always means the people corporately of the church, not the individuals, not the buildings or the programs. It is always the community, the collective community of believers who gather. Now for our study, we're going to look at a portion of Paul's writings to the church at Ephesus. Ephesus was a coastal city in Greece that was known for its temple to the goddess Artemis. Now, Paul preached there on one of his mission trips, and a church was established, a great church uh, back in that day, one of the, one of the, the premier uh, churches uh, that sent and influenced uh, the work of the kingdom of God throughout the known world. Ephesus was a coastal city in Greece that was known for its temple again to the goddess Artemis. And as... Uh, Oh, Paul went there his, as his custom. He wrote letters to the leaders of the church were to, which were to be read to the entire church. His letters always contained theology, correction, and practical application. And we thank God we have the book of Ephesians recorded for us today. Paul's disciple Timothy pastored the church at Ephesus. And we'll uh, look a little later on in chapter 2 of Paul's letter to the church. But he begins this portion with, Now therefore, so he has just established that we the church are saved by grace through faith, not by works. 
brought near to God through the blood of Jesus and have peace with God through Christ and have access to God by His Spirit. Now let's read, uh, this will be out of the Message Bible, 19, uh, chapter 2 of Ephesians 19 through 22. That's plain enough, isn't it? You're no longer wandering exiles. This kingdom of faith is now your home country. You're no longer strangers or outsiders. You belong here with as much right to the name Christian as anyone. God is building a home. He's using all of us, irrespective of how we got here, in what he is building. He's used the apostles and prophets for the foundation, and now he's using me. Say, use me, Lord. Fitting you in brick by brick, stone by stone, with Christ Jesus as the cornerstone that holds all the parts together. We see it taking shape day after day, a holy temple built by God. All of us built into it a temple in which God is quite at home. Now, Lord, we thank you for your word, and we ask that the Holy Spirit would give us help today and feed us with the knowledge and the understanding, the revelation of the truth, the truths that we need. Uh, to magnify you and glorify your name and be a witness here in the earth in Jesus' name. Now, these are, are we're talking today, the first part is we are citizens of the kingdom. And uh, uh, the second part of this series will be we are members of God's family. The third part will be we are God's house. And the fourth part will be when we gather. Now, the common thread in all of that is we. Everyone say we. We. The church is not just about me, but the church is about we. Now, I know in America we we exalt rugged individualism. uh, And God does not take away from uh, us as an individual. But our our individualism and, and us as an individual... Uh, we'll never we'll never reach our maximum uh, potential living a life for me. Yeah. It's only when we engage and we enter into the life of we, Amen. the context of the church. Yes. That's where uh, your life will uh, will be maximized, and it's the only place that your life Amen. will be maximized is in the context of we and in the context of the church. Now, first, uh, let's look at this. For today, we're going to focus our attention on that we are citizens of the kingdom of God. Again and again, we hear Jesus use the term kingdom of God. Now, what is the kingdom of God? It is, is it a physical or a geographical place on earth? When Jesus uses the term he speak, he's speaking of the reign or the rule of God. Now back uh, um, here, he, it's referred interchangeably in the message, but it says the kingdom of faith, the kingdom of God. Faith in the rule and the reign uh, of God. Uh, the dominion of God, the domain, the king and the D-O-M, dom. Kingdom or the domain of God, where God rules and where God reigns. Now, it is 
uh, the expression of God's authority and will. It's the will and the way of God. Listen to this statement by Jesus. He said this, If I am casting out demons by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has arrived among you. When Jesus cast out a demon or healed the sick or opened the eyes of the blind or caused the lame to walk or raised the dead, he, was, he is saying this, and the, this was all of his teaching. Now I want to tell you, listen, the works of God follow the words of God. Jesus uh, if you want to see how Jesus uh, works, uh, he would come and, and tell and then show. He would, and all of his messages were about the kingdom of God. He goes, the kingdom of God is like, the kingdom of God is like, the kingdom of God is like. Well, if Jesus prioritized the kingdom, perhaps we should. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. The church is... Is, is not the kingdom, but it's part of the kingdom. Are you listening? And we're going to look at some specifics in that. But he was saying this is what, when, when he cast out a demon or healed the sick or raised the dead, any of the works of Jesus that were, that were demonstrating the words of Jesus, uh, this uh, was very specific. He was saying this is what life in the kingdom uh, looks like. Feels like, does like, is like. This is what li- this is what life is like when my father is in charge. What would life be like if God were in complete charge in the countries of the world, in the country we live in, the nations of the world, in the country that we live in? What about in the state we live? What about the community we live in? What if God were allowed and surrendered to and yielded to His rule and reign? What would life be like in your home or in your life? Well, that would be, you would be looking at the kingdom. Would it be good? Yes. Would the devil have any place there? No. Would there be any lack or sickness or dis-ease? There'd be righteousness, there'd be peace, and there'd be joy. Because the Lord Jesus said, this is what the kingdom is. Righteousness, or he would say righteousness. Rightness with God and God making all things right. Are you listening? And peace. It's hard to have peace without things being right. Now get this thing right this way. Get right with God. That's a famous thing. And get right with God. How many of you know getting right with God is not a one-time thing? Getting right with God uh, uh, means, means staying right with God. But every day you've got to get up and get right with God. Not born again, but you've got to live like it. Like Pastor Sandy said, you got to live like you saved. Amen. But this is what life is like when my father is in charge. It's a very simple statement, but I'm going to tell you something now. Uh, you love the life that God has put together for you. He was demonstrating, Jesus was demonstrating what life is like under the reign of God. Now, I want to read a scripture to you back here in... Uh, 
Psalms would be Psalm 16. It's a beautiful It's a beautiful portion of scripture. Um, verses 5 and 6 says, My choice is you, God, first and only, and now I find I'm your choice. You set me up with a house and a yard, and then you made me your heir. The wise counsel God gives me when I'm awake is confirmed by my sleeping heart. Day and night I'll stick with God. I've got a good thing going, and I'm not letting go. I'm happy from the inside out, and from the outside in, I'm firmly formed. You canceled my ticket to hell. That's not my destination. Now you've got my feet on the life path, all radiant from the shining of your face. Ever since you took my hand, I'm on the right way. Now that's a, uh, that's a picture of, of the life that is that is in the kingdom of God, the life that God puts together for us. And the Amplified Bible says this in Colossians 1 and 13. It says, He has rescued us and drawn us to Himself. He has rescued and drawn us to Himself out of the power or the control and the dominion of darkness, and he has translated and transferred us into the kingdom of the Son of his love. This, so this is a kingdom of love. This is a kingdom where, where, the, where the love of God is the rule of, the, of, of all of the interactions. Amen. That's important to our lives, the love of God. And how many of you know that we cannot love like God until we've been loved by God? It's in the same measure. Uh, so in the day that we're living in of more, everybody say more. I hope you haven't settled for less. I really hope that you... That, that here we are in September, such a significant time frame, uh, that what you have brought to the table isn't less but more. At whatever level you were at before, I hope that you have brought a more measure of want to where God is concerned. I, I want to just interject this in here. He's translated us out of the kingdom of darkness and, uh, and freed us, one translation says, freed us, rescued us, and freed us from the control of darkness and drawn us to himself and has translated and transferred us into the kingdom uh, of the Son of God. Believers are in, the wor in this world, but not of this world. Our citizenship is in the kingdom of God. Now, citizenship is a native or inhabitant, a member of the domain of the government of God. Uh, and it goes on to say this, it, and, we, and a citizen owes allegiance and is entitled to full rights 
by birth. In our situation, it would be rebirth. You, are, you enter into the kingdom of God by a rebirth. You're born into the kingdom of God. You don't, you're not naturalized religiously. You don't take a class and get a card and pledge allegiance, then uh, the oath of citizenship, you're born into the kingdom of God. That's the only way you get into the kingdom of God is to be born or reborn or the, uh, uh, to be saved or born again. Everyone say born again. You know, we were born in the, in the natural, in, in our nation, the United States of America. How many of you know God uh, picked the place where he planted you? Picked the womb where he planted you. Designed your own DNA. And here you are in America, a citizen of America. But, our, but when you got born again, uh, you got born again into the kingdom of God. That is not a... It is, you, we, don't, we don't choose a party and pick a side and go vote on God. God is God. He's the king. And we're under His dome or dominion. And, we're, and, and we live under the good control, the good rule, the good love. Are you listening? The goodness of a loving God that calls us not just subjects, uh, but sons and daughters who are subject to and citizens of. Amen. That are born with rights, full rights. Everyone say full rights. Join heir with Jesus. This is wonderful news. Amen. Uh, how many of you know that the kingdoms of this world are in the process right now of becoming the kingdoms, uh, the kingdom of our God. They're all going to be incorporated. Someday, uh, uh, the last knee will bow, the last tongue will confess, Jesus says, Lord. And then we're sent to our respective uh, eternal quarters. Some will bow because they've chosen to, because they believed in Jesus and accepted His rule and His reign willingly. And had been subject to and obedient to that. Out of a, a real uh, a heart of love and appreciation for what he's done. But there will be some that bow their knee and confess and are subject. Are you listening to? And acknowledge his rule and reign in another place other than the goodness of God. But everyone will. Everyone will. Have the consequences of their choice. Amen. How many of you know you have to choose to be rescued? You have to choose to be freed from the power of darkness. And if you don't, you're still under that power. But in the kingdom, the devil has no place. He has no part. He has a minor role. Oh, brother, I beg to differ. Well, then we need to get you freed up because you're still under the power of deception. You're still in the dark. The door's unlocked. Come into the light. Live in the light as He is in the light. Don't close your eyes that you need to come to church. You need to be part of the church. Because in the church is the only place that there is light. In this dark world, the church is the shining light. The city on the hill. The lamp that cannot be covered up. Amen. You got to come to where the light is. Why do men not come to the light? Because they love the dark. 
They love the deeds that they do in the dark. They don't want the light to shine. But we're coming to get you. We're not coming to condemn you. We're just coming to get you. We're going to lovingly let our lives speak the truth into your darkness. Hallelujah. You know that person you avoided when you were living that way. Why? Because the light was shining and you were in the dark. You didn't want to come to the light. But aren't you glad they kept on coming? Aren't you glad God's building the church? Aren't you glad that the Bible says in Him? In Him. Oh, aren't you glad that we're in Him when you get born again, you get in Him. You add a, that other Him and you're now in this one. In the good God. Under His control. Hallelujah. I love a verse of scripture over in John. It says, and this light that was in him, it says the life was in him. Life is in Jesus. Real living is in Jesus. And the light, that life was the light of men. And it says, and it was impossible that the darkness would ever overcome or put out that light. Oh, they've tried. All through the centuries, they've tried. But funny thing about God. God's God. God can get in where nobody else can get in. I mean, you can run to the ends of the earth, make your bed in hell, and when you, are you listening? And when, when you make your bed in hell and you cover up your head uh, with your pillow, when you wake up in the morning, God says, hello. Oh, you can run, but you can't hide, honey. Jesus has come, and he's, and he's coming again. And he's coming to get those that love his glorious appearing. Amen. Good news. We're here to preach the good news. We're the carriers of the kingdom. The kingdom isn't with outward observation. The kingdom is within us. But how many of you know it's too big to keep on the inside? Isn't that right? It said God is building a, 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 a home. He's changing us on the inside. To the outside, but also from the outside to the inside. You can't keep this hidden. You can't help but be who you are in God. How many of you'd like to be more than you've ever been? How many of you'd like to do more than you've ever been, than you ever have? How many of you like to have more of Jesus, more of the kingdom, more influence, more light? Hallelujah. You don't have to wait till you get to heaven to get on fire for God. Our God is a consuming fire right now. The ch Listen, the church is the embassy of the kingdom of God. The functions of an embassy it repre it is representing the nation, sending it in all of its affairs. We are here to represent the kingdom of God and the, the kingdom of God affairs. What are the affairs of the kingdom of God? Good news. We're taking over. We're going to clean up this mess. And before it's all said and done, we're just going to build a big bonfire with this planet, burn it all up, and God's got a brand new one that hadn't been, are you listening, rat infested and demonized and terrorized and polluted with sin and all of that. Amen? The good news is there's a better one coming. And we're in the first line. <laughs> Glory to God. All right. 
protecting, also protecting the interests of the sending nation and its citizen. The only protection in this world, in the days that are now and that are coming, is the blood of Jesus and the kingdom of God. Those other houses, are you listening, are going to fall and come crumbling to the ground like the three little pigs. Get in the one that will stand. I'm, I'm, I'm helping you on how to represent the kingdom. People's lives are failing. They're falling apart. They're demonized and terrorized by an ugly, mean, thief-stealing, murdering, lying dog. Are you listening that abuses them not just during the day but all night long, every day, unrelenting torment, are you listening, of fear? That mess. You remember what it's like. Well, we're here. We're not here to make their life better, uh, to put a Band-Aid on stuff. We're here to say, come over here. This is, get in the kingdom. Let Jesus be king of your life. Come on, Jed, move away from there. Come on over here. I'll tell you what now, this is where you ought to be. <laughs> Are you listening? You shouldn't be living life like that. Good news. We're, oh, you got to get a little happy about the good news. Remember this. Our sins have been forgiven. I mean, there's some stuff. You may not have, you know, uh, you may not have some real good uh, heritage hog bacon to fry up this morning. And some yard eggs. Are you listening? You, you, you might have went to the cupboard and, and just got that old, you know, what do they call that, eggs erroneous? Eggs in a box and all that kind of stuff. Are you, you, you know what I'm saying? You might not can shout about some, the, 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 the good things of the good life. But I'm going to tell you what now, the things that make life the most is you get up in the morning, look in the mirror, and look at your saved self, your forgiven self. Look at a new creation staring back in you. Look at somebody that God loves so much he sent Jesus to die on an old rugged cross. Oh, hallelujah. I'll tell you what, this old cross at Calvary. Amen. I tell you what, I get up sometimes in the morning and I walk around here and I look at that old cross that was on Calvary's here and I hear the Lord say, Calvary's coming. The Calvary is coming. You know, I remember waiting on the Lord. I thank God. Listen, now I've learned to wait on the Lord, but there's a long time God had to wait on me. God's waiting on His church to represent Him, to get out there and, and be the light, be the testimony, be the witness, be happy every day. Can't be happy about nothing else. I'm saved. My sins are forgiven. I'm on my way to heaven. If I turn to a greasy spot in the middle of the road, my saved self is going to be immediately in front of God. I am going to receive the reward of what I have believed. The end of all my things, someday I'm going to see him face to face. His presence is heaven to us. You understand? Right in the middle of the mess. There's this glorious thing happening in treasures that are earthen, in treasures that are just common, uh, uh, jars of clay that are just common and ordinary. But what a treasure we have in God. Find some reasons to be happy instead of 
I ain't got this. I can't do that. You have the full resources of heaven behind of you. Are you listening and representing the Lord Jesus Christ? Now, you ain't here to represent yourself. You ain't here to represent your denomination. You ain't here to represent religion. You ain't not here to represent your political party. You are here to represent the kingdom of God and what that life looks like, what life feels like, the life God put together for you. Amen. One translation of that, uh, Psalms 16, it says, I am so happy with the life you have given me. Everywhere I look, I see the goodness. How good you've been to me. I couldn't be happier. Hallelujah. Amen. Advancing the interests of the sending nation. 2 Corinthians 5.20 says that we are Christ's ambassadors. We are as His church. Ministers of reconciliation. Amen. Be reconciled to God. God's not mad at you. God loves you. God wants you. He'll take you just like you are. God is interested in saving people that are lost. He is interested in bringing freedom to the captive. Hallelujah. The church is a visible, tangible expression of the kingdom of God where we see the character and the conduct where there's a tell and a show as a witness of God and a witness for God. Now, listen, you're the living epistle. Look at your neighbor and poke them. Make sure they're still alive because the Bible says that you are alive. You're a living epistle. You are, you are God's love letter. And God didn't write it all over the outside. No, God went one step better. God got on the inside. And God carved His initials in the, on the wall of your heart. Bruce and Jesus. Amen. Bruce loves, Jesus loves Bruce and Bruce loves Jesus. Amen. You ought to get up and look at the thing that God has written in your heart. Amen. And be alive in that. And be a living epistle. Why are you so happy? Why are you so happy? Because Jesus. What God's done for me. What he's doing for me. What he's going to do for me. Why shouldn't I be happy? Why aren't you happy? I'll tell you why. Because I was just like you. You're not happy about what the devil's done to you. What the devil's doing to you right now. And what the devil has planned for you. But come on over here and get in line like the little dwarfs, you know. Come on, uh, slumpy grumpy. (laughs) Nappy whatever. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Praise God. Say, Lord, make me a visible, tangible. What does that mean? It's touchable. Be touchable. Let share the God 
Touch people's lives yes. the same way God has touched yours. Be touchable. Be the Jesus that people can touch. Be the Jesus that is touching other people. Touch the untouchables. The world, you know, I mean, one of the messages of the, of the devil is that, is that God won't touch you with a 10-foot pole. That's the lie of the devil. And then here comes along a tangible, touchable Jesus. Are you listening? That makes it personal and up close and touches you with the love of God, with the acceptance of God. Amen. You know, religion rejects more than it accepts. The church demonstrates where not just the tell, but we're the show of the will and the way, the rule and the reign of God to the world. Everyone say to the world. The church cares for its own, absolutely first and foremost, but also for any within its power to help. Therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, and we should be believing God for daily opportunities, it says we should do good to everyone especially those in the family of faith. Now see, everyone in your life is not in the family of faith, are they? But the Lord put everyone even before He put the family of faith because He's already been good to us. It don't get no gooder, honey, than to have to be born again. That's, I mean, without being born again, the rest of it, none of it belongs to you. But when you're born again, it's all yours. Amen. Let's just get people born again. Let's start with the basics. Let's not try to fix their whole life. Let's get them born again. Let's get them baptized in water. Are you listening? And let's get them filled with the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost will teach them they need to pray. The Holy Ghost will, 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 uh, uh, will teach them that that word is essential to their life. And the Holy Ghost will get them in church and keep them in church. Let's work together with God. Let's get folks born again. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. That's first base, amen? Let's get them baptized in water. Let's get them to second. Let's get them uh, filled with the Holy Spirit. Simple, amen? Let's get that happening. Power in their life. The teacher on the inside in a, in a greater measure. And then I'm going to tell you, he'll bring them all the way home. He'll get them praying. He'll get them in the Word. And he'll get them, uh, and he'll get them in church where they're trained to be a witness and they'll repeat the process all over again with other people. Amen. Amen. The church's primary task, everybody say primary. primary. That means first. The church's first task is the advancement of the kingdom of God in the earth. To advance means moving forward. It means to help or to hasten the success. To further, it means to progress. The churches, uh, everyone say the advancement, the advancement. of the kingdom. Amen. Well, that would include the church as an expression of that. You know, your part matters. You being here matters. You're sitting in a chair and exercising faith. You know, I come to church because it's a witness. Amen. Not just because of the first and foremost, the primary thing I have is to, is to, is to be some help to Jesus in what he's doing. He's building the church. He needs my help. 
Are you listening? He wants my help. No one can do my part, so I've got to do my part with all my heart. If I'm not here, if I wasn't here today, it's a holiday weekend. What if I said, you know, I'm just, I got other things to do. Would it matter? Well, yeah, you're the pastor. Of course it would matter, you know. I mean, well, you know, you're God's chosen minister. Your faith and your presence is, you know, uh, I've had things where, you know, uh, you know, this thing about uh, a lot of times we'll say, you know, your presence, RSVP, your presence is, is requested. requested. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what, I'm going to change the word requested. God says your presence is required. Wow. Yeah. We need to take a different attitude. Your presence is required. Well, what, what, if, I, what if I hadn't uh, uh, over the years, what if I hadn't been, and I'll tell you, especially this year, I, th- I thank God. You know, I, I was sitting here thinking, I said, God, you know what? I'll tell you, it's been, a, it's been from January to September the 1st. It's just been one step after the other by faith. Mile after mile, month after month. One step. But here I stand in, in uh, where you wanted me to be. God, you've been so good to me. Yes. Amen. I thank God that I obeyed God. I thank God that I stayed faithful to God. I thank God that I I took those steps of faith. Amen. I thank God I showed up when I was supposed to be here. I thank God I did what God has asked me to do. Did I do it all perfectly? No, but I'm going to tell you what. There's a whole lot more in the plus pile than there is in the minus pile. It's not even close this year. You understand? It's not even close. I thank God for what's happened inside of me. I thank God for that. Amen. I'm going to tell this little story. I know I'm late here, but I'm going to tell this little story. The thought came to me, you know, uh, the iPhone or whatever is coming out with seven. Isn't that right? I read that or saw that somewhere. You know how, you know, this happens every year. You know, when something new comes out and, and you'll see, you know, and I'm, I used to think, what are these crazy folks? I mean, you know, that, some of them got a personal pup tent. Uh Outside, uh, it says available in stores on such and such a day. And those people will get there sometimes 48 hours That's beforehand. Right. Right. I always wondered, say, what if they have to go to the bathroom? Who, how do they? <laughs> but I guess there's enough decency in America still uh, to where people wouldn't tear your tent down and, and, and throw it out in the thing they, they respect. If you're f- whatever place in line, you, you still got your place. But I'm thinking... You know, uh, uh, there's still something about being first in line. Uh, you know, I, I, I used to kind of judge and criticize those people. But really, they're showing a, 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 a real more measure of they want what's being offered. I got to go over here. They really want what's being offered. They're, they're really in kind of an extreme measure of wanting what's offered because I'm always thinking, you know, well, there's going to be plenty more later on. Not the limited editions. Yes. Not the first 1,000 that are stamped and, and said this first 1,000, there ain't never going to be another first. There's only second. Are you listening? There's not never going to be another first in on it. There's just going to be second. Do we need to bring a different mindset to, are you listening? <laughs> you know how God looks out there? God's like the store manager. You know? 
And you know what I, you know, the, the store manager unlocks the door and the first one said, bless you, darling, you've been here longer than any of them. Come, come, with, come with me, young man. I'm going to make sure. Now, you, y'all wait now. Y'all wait. You understand? You come with me now. I've been watching you. You really wanted one of these, didn't you? I mean, you've been camped out there. You've been out there for three days. I mean, you were here before anybody else. You really want one. Well, I'm going to personally make sure that you get yours. Come on, Ed. I'm going to personally make sure that you get what you came for because you showed me you really wanted it. And guess what? You're first. You're going to get in on the first. You're the first one. Are you listening? Amen now. There's something about. Hallelujah. It says, for the Son of Man came to seek and save those who are lost. We are presenters of the greatest opportunity. The greatest opportunity. To those who have not heard, those who have not seen yet. How's that possible? How's it possible that they're probably more probable today than back in the day when I got saved? I'm 21 years old before anybody asked me personally, have you been born again? 21 years. 23 years old before I gave my heart to Jesus. How is that possible? And we live in a world today where we've got generations that are even further removed. God has been removed and, and uh, uh, about everywhere, now listen, that the church has allowed him to be removed yeah. from. Because right. we're not willing to stand up and speak truth to power. Say, so we don't know whether it's good or right to obey you or not, but I'll tell you what, we're going to obey God. And if it messes up your situation, that's just too doggone bad. Because we're here to advance the kingdom. We're not here to advance your agenda or your platform or any other thing. We're here for God. Are you listening? You can beat us, put us in jail, whatever. Are you listening? If God has to, he'll just get an angel and let us out. You'll send for us and we won't even be there. You go to catch us and he'll translate us. You certainly need to start believing in some of this translation stuff. Amen. All right, I got to end here. We're out of time. Peace be with you as the Father. Jesus said, peace be with you as the Father has sent me. So am I sending you. Those who have yet to hear, have yet to see the goodness of God's grace, the goodness of, of God in Jesus, the good news of Jesus. Peace comes when we're in agreement and alignment with God's assignment. Peace comes when we're in agreement, when we get in agreement and our lives align with His assignment. We're here for God. We're here for God. We're here to advance His agenda. 
the kingdom of God. Yes, We're here, and the church is central to. Mm -hmm. I'm here to help mm -hmm. progress right. Jesus' building of the yes, church. Amen. My part is important. Amen. Yes, Amen. It, it needs to go beyond if I don't show up, I don't get paid. If I don't show up, the work doesn't get done. If I don't show up, then what happens is, is it looks like a, a building project that somebody started but didn't have enough to finish. It reflects on God. I'm reflecting God. I'm what, G, what people can see. If I don't value the ministry and support the work with my time and my talent and my treasure then it's a reflection of God. Then I'm a confused individual. I'm not in agreement nor alignment with the assignment. Nothing matters more than what Jesus is doing. We're the... We're it. We're His hands. We're His feet. We're the... The go in his going. It says, then he told them, go literally as you are going into all the world. You know, none, probably most of us here, though there will be people that are called to go to the world from this house. I believe that. Amen. But we start by going into your world, your realm, the life God has put together for you. Amen and is putting together for you. That's the platform. Some of you are trying to promote yourself. God promotes people. Are you listening? As we promote His kingdom. God, that, those platforms will be built for you to stand upon and for you to preach with your life, with words and with works. Amen. One scholar said, use words if you have to. Jesus said another way, let men see your good works and glorify God. What, what would that be? How do we glorify God? Make them want God too. Make them want God as, as but they'll only want God as much as you want Him. Because want to is contagious. Amen. See, Ev might have been first, but people watch the TV cameras on Ev. Ev's here 36 hours early. Why? He's camped out. He's got his little sterno stove and everything. Why? And then somebody goes, well, there must be something to it. I'm going down there. Check that out. And then they get in line too. Because Ev's want to is contagious. Amen. Jesus' want to is contagious. Hallelujah. Oh, it, it got my heart on fire. God's heart in Jesus was on fire for the church. And it got my heart on fire. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.